Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. This is season three, episode six of our short summer set. This is actually our third take, trying to do the opening. Sounds good. Yes, We're getting better. We are. And today we have our little sister. Yay! With us. She's home visiting for a couple of weeks. She comes back to see us every few months. Like once every six months because she's super busy. That was unintentional. (laughs) She's changing it, but she's sitting here today in the background. Critiquing us as we go. Quietly nodding her approval. So last week, Erica talked about a rabbi and how they travel around the country. Right. One of the questions we didn't answer last week Two weeks ago, I guess, actually. Well, one thing that might be helpful is people realize how small Israel is. Oh, good. Do you have dimensions? It's like the size of New Jersey. For those of you living in the United States. New Jersey's tiny. Yes. For those of you living (laughs) in the United States. In Africa or France or England. It's like, I think at its smallest, it's 60 miles from east to west. At its smallest. Those of you living in other countries probably have a better... I don't know what that is in kilometers. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Erica didn't do her homework ahead of time. Not. But it's a, it's a small but country. All that to say, it's a small country. You could easily travel yeah. the length and width of the country yep. without difficulty. Yeah. Okay. So with that, one of the things we didn't cover is when a rabbi came to town. Mm-hmm. We talked about he has cele- he, she has celebrity status. Yep. Was there a central meeting place? Was the t- maybe Eric? We need to back up and go. We have the tabernacle. We have the temple. We have synagogues. Can you do a right? Let's, let's just make the, sure everyone's on the same page. Right. The tabernacle essentially is like a portable temple. Okay. The temple in the ancient Near East was seen as the God's command center, if you will, the God's home, mm-hmm. and so this is where your God dwelled. And when Israel was traveling around the wilderness after the Exodus, they had not settled in a place, in a land. And so God said, build me a tabernacle that I may dwell with you. So the tabernacle came first. It was the portable temple. They could take it down, put it up. And then once they're in the land of Israel, they've conquered it. And David picks Jerusalem as here's the capital Here's where our nation is going to, there's the heart of the nation. Uh, David was actually a very shrewd leader in some ways. And he realized by combining religion with the kingship, it would actually make his kingship stronger. So there was some leadership wisdom in what he did. And so he chose Jerusalem, which didn't belong to any of the tribes. And he made it his capital and... Which united then Which all the tribes. Which united all the tribes because now here's like Washington, D.C., as an American example, doesn't belong to a specific state. Right. I have a question. Okay. Why didn't it belong to a, any of the tribes? It was filled with Jebusites. So in case you couldn't hear Jenna, because we haven't done a mic check. Oh, yeah. She asked, why didn't Jerusalem belong to any of the tribes? Uh, nobody had conquered it yet. It was in the territory of Judah, I believe, but they hadn't been able to conquer it. So it technically was still an outside city. Interesting. So by picking it, David, this is totally off the topic yes. of Jesus, sorry. <laughs> um, but rabbit by picking trail. it, yes, major rabbit trail, David was actually picking a, um, oh, what's the word? 
it's a, a unifying a unifying it's no specific tribe neutral, can claim right. it neutral thank you that was the word jenna thank you neutral it's a neutral location so he combines the kingdom the kingship with the religion and builds a temple <laughs> all okay. that to get to the temple <laughs> so the temple is now a permanent home for god solomon his son builds it but david right. starts the whole right thing. david gathers all the materials david gathers everything so they build the temple and the temple is now God's permanent home, sacred space. This is where you come to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You come to worship, to pray, to meet. Uh, rabbis could teach in the temple. Jesus mm -hmm. teaches in the temple. Was, there's a courtyard. Um, he couldn't go in the temple. He wasn't a priest, but he could be around the temple. There was layers of how deep into the yes. temple you could go. You could go. And, so and in there, because bypassing that one temple was destroyed, a new temple was built. Right. Because this is not a podcast on the temple. Nope. And so you have the, the tabernacle. So the tabernacle is done. Once the temple's built, they take all that stuff from the tabernacle and use it in the temple. Okay. So we no longer have the tabernacle. Now we have the temple. Mm -hmm. The temple was destroyed the first time. Uh, we read about it in the Old Testament by the Babylonians. And the Jews were, many were dispersed. Not right. all of them, but many were. And as they lost their temple, they lost this huge part of their life. They needed new ways to connect with God. They needed new places to meet, to keep the community together. And they, I think they grabbed it from other cultures, but the okay. synagogue, that's when the synagogue came into play. You have Ezra, Nehemiah, um, that time of scripture okay. is when you begin to hear about That blank synagogues. page between Malachi and Matthew? <laughs> Before the blank page. Okay. Before the blank page. They think by Ezra, oh, synagogues are actually coming into play. Okay. Some may say later, but okay. some wonder if by Ezra. Okay. Um, so the synagogue was not, the temple did not replace the temple. The synagogue would coincide to the Christian church. Okay. You had to have at least 10 Jewish men in a community to have a synagogue. Okay. And the synagogue was where you would come as a community once a week to worship, to pray, to read scripture, to study scripture. Um, it was a very special place for your community while your temple's gone. And okay. a, because you need a unifying location. Yes. This is where we come. This is right. Where, this is our identity. This was what brings us together because right. they had this. God gave them the seven feasts. Yep. To bring them regularly back together. Yeah. And so my temple's got our temple is gone. Right. We need something to keep us connected, to keep right. us meeting. Right. And so the synagogue is not a one to one replacement. Right. Right. Because we can't make that sacred space. Right. But we need a place to gather together. Right. God's presence wasn't seen in and the And they synagogue. didn't have Bibles. Right. So if we want a place to read God's word, scripture, right. we need a location to do that. Right. Our tour, Their Torah scrolls would be kept in the synagogue, okay. in a very special location. Was there also education that happened in yeah, synagogues? Yeah, it could be a school okay. for the Jewish kids. Um, the traveling rabbis, when they would come into town, they could go to the synagogue and teach. Or uh, you see this often in the New Testament. If you have a traveling rabbi, you would be invited to teach Jesus. So you would go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Right. And so Jesus uh, followed the Sabbath. He obeyed his father's commands and he would go to synagogue on the Sabbath. And so he regularly was asked to teach 
in the synagogues. Okay. Uh, as the itinerant preacher, mm-hmm. guest speaker. And Paul would do that too in Paul Acts. Paul did it too, yep. Yeah. He would give the honor yes. to whoever. The new okay. guest speaker, yeah. Now, by the time of Jesus and Paul, a new temple had been built. Right. And so now they could go back to Jerusalem to sacrifice. You mm-hmm. couldn't sacrifice in the synagogue. Um, and the priests were with the temple. The sacrificing was with the temple. Right. God's presence was in the temple. So that was still the most holy, sacred spot. And Jesus regularly went to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but the synagogue was for the week, for the community. Well, because together. those who don't live within walking distance. Yeah, you can't go to the, the temple, temple regularly. That's why God commanded once every six months you go. So right. the synagogue was, okay, in that meantime, right. we still need a place to gather together, right. Erica, to to pray, to worship, to hear scripture right. read aloud. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. But you also then, you see Jesus on a, a hill, <laughs> on a mountain. He sat in a boat. Yes. He... A rabbi could teach wherever. As you know, sometimes you feel like as Jesus is walking along the road and right. he sees a farmer, he tells a parable about a farmer. So a rabbi could teach wherever, a public park, a person's house, um, all of those examples. And tor- typically the rabbi would sit and the disciples would gather around standing. Okay. Uh, if it was long, they would probably end up sitting, but for a while, my understanding is they would stand and the teacher would sit, which is different than how we do it today. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you could teach wherever, a boat, a okay. mountainside, a hill. And it's in a day when, obviously everyone knows this, but you don't have microphones, you don't have right. loudspeakers, so you're going to, if you're in an outdoor location... You're going to find a place that's going to amplify yeah. your voice. They understood better than we did the way right. that worked. Right. So they would be able to go, oh, here's a good spot. Right. People will be able to hear me well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So can you think of any other? We did kind of want to just touch on real quick. Women had options. They could be yes. rabbis. Yeah. And Erica talked about little two weeks ago on our podcast that often the, it was harder for women because she was, she could be, she was mom. She yeah. was running household. She could be pregnant. She could be nursing. Right. But one thing we didn't say last time was one way women could support the rabbi mm-hmm. was with finances. Mm-hmm. She, as she was running her household, she could set aside money. Yes. Not only could she open up her home and feed the rabbi, yeah. but she can, they, rabbis could be supported financially here. As you travel, yep. you're going to need funds yes. for food, for lodging, for... Yeah. I think it's Luke 8 verses 1 through 3 lists women who helped support mm-hmm. Jesus. And some of them were quite wealthy women. And this was seen as a way women could, women could participate in the rabbi's ministry. Mm-hmm. And they held it up just as important as the people that traveled with the rabbi. Wow. This was a very important ministry. That's why it's mentioned, like, oh my goodness, these women gave. It wasn't a little thing. You're supporting this rabbi so he can travel, so he can teach. You know, in one sense, he's standing on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. You're giving. You're making this possible. You're making this possible. Mm-hmm. So it was a very important ministry. I can't go with you, Jesus, but here's 50 bucks. Not really $50, but. Yeah, here's <laughs> shekels. In Erica's American money. In my American <laughs> slang. 
Yes. So that, I think, concludes. Yeah. Are you comfortable with concluding wrapping up air? I think so. Okay. Jenna seems good with it, too. Jenna? Should we end it? (laughs) Are we done? Did we give enough info? Jenna's good. She nodded. But we're not about to let you leave yet. No. Without telling you what's coming up. We are so excited. And I have to admit, this was Veronica's idea. And yeah, when, but you agreed as soon as I said it. I know, but I have <laughs> inside of my brain. Oh. When Veronica said this idea, I was like, you're nuts. The body language never communicated yes, that. Yes, I kept it well hidden. I was like, no way. That's huge. We're not going to be able to do that. And now I'm so thankful. She was. You were totally right. I know. You were so right. We've spent, I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true big sister. Jenna's shaking her head no. <laughs> All right. But starting September 6th. Yes. We are kicking off season four of the Context and Color of the Bible podcast with... The Book of Exodus. Yes. Woo! Woo! It has been... Stick with us. Just stick with us. It has been very exciting. Those of you who have actually studied with me before in Alaska have studied Exodus with me, you cannot miss this and go, oh, we've already done it. We know it. No. There are new books I have studied from. New ideas. New ideas, yes. Old ideas. It's fun because when Eric and I can teach together, I'm finding out... We play off each other, and it's like, what do you think? What do you think? And it's like, eh, that doesn't feel right. And then normally Eric will go, it's this, and everything just clicks. It, we tweak each other until we get yes. the right. Yes. So we have been tweaking since May. May? <laughs> Bouncing and going, oh, I just am not there with you. I don't understand the book. How does yes. this work? What does it mean? I feel like I have an idea for the book of Exodus, what it means, what it's about. Yes. And then how... Erica brought out, and we're not telling all of this now. No. But the three things Erica really saw, the themes, and it was like, oh. I think I got it from an article. Okay, maybe. Think. But I'm giving you credit. Thanks. It just, you go, okay, we can take these three themes in Exodus and apply it now to Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so to give you, because oftentimes when you're reading Scripture, you need that scaffolding, that structure. A shelf. A shelf to put things on. Right. And honestly, there's parts of Exodus, it's like the tabernacle. Do you know how many chapters (laughs) are on the tabernacle? of the book of Exodus. (laughs) And then, and and that's one thing I kept coming back to Erica going, I I get it. It's important because God said it. But why? But why? Why is it important? Well, come back. And we will tell you. Yes. Or just the one uh, commentary we were we were reading. And as we go through this, we're going to share our resources. We will. So you can. So you can dive in on your own. Dive deep. But just the Ten Commandments, I was blown, blown away. away. How many pages and pages on one commandment? It was like. Yeah. Wow. That goes so much deeper and, and the importance broader. of yes. the Ten Commandments that I never understood for for an individual and for society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How a society so needs to be structured around these commands. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is. But even before that, I mean, just the beginning, the showdown, what happens, how a society is running, how it's supposed to be run, how God shows up. Right. 
who he uses, the key players he picks and he doesn't pick, and what was going on with God hardening Pharaoh's heart. Yes. What was that all about? That was fascinating to yes. study and get into what the rabbis thought, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the um, the Jewish teachers actually thought about that whole thing. That was fascinating. And I don't know if it's one of those things, Erica, where it's like, oh, when you when you start to study this. Or as a woman, when you're pregnant, you just see other pregnant women more. Yeah. You know, a lot of times with scripture, it's like, man, I've been reading this and it's just everywhere. Yes. But I honestly think Exodus is everywhere in it the is. Bible. It is everywhere. <laughs> there are certain things, certain yeah. words mm-hmm. that as I've been studying Exodus, it's like, oh, this comes in like knowing. Yes. Pharaoh didn't know Joseph. Yeah. And now, Pharaoh doesn't know God. Yes. And what that means, and Erica's husband did a sermon back last spring in one of the minor prophets, and it was like, oh, he kept talking about knowing. I'm like, mm-hmm. this idea of knowing God yeah. falls throughout scripture. And you just, you see so many references right. to Exodus, to the actual Exodus, right. to Mount Sinai, go all the way to the book of Revelation. Yeah. This is a foundational book. Yes. Yes. That I think we need a better understanding of. Yes. So. It just explodes scripture. Yes. To understand this book better. And there's so much. The themes of justice, mercy, compassion, judgment, mm-hmm. um, obedience, how a society is supposed to be run. You, part of me goes, oh my word, if, if every politician read this book, our societies would look so much different Mm -hmm. because of how God set up the world to work. He tells us Mm -hmm. this is how the world is supposed to work. And it's amazing to see it in Exodus already laid out. This is how a society needs to be run. And as our society feels like it's collapsing around us, here's why. Here's the areas we're missing it. Mm -hmm. So if you can't tell, we're we're, excited. We're a little excited. (laughs) But we are, this is the wrapping up our summer set. We will come back September 6th. Yeah. We are going to get back on our every weekly. Yes. Really, every Monday, releasing a new podcast. Yep. This uh, fall season on Exodus is going to run September to December. We don't, we're leaving our end open. Yeah. (laughs) We have an idea, but we're. We have an idea, but allowing ourselves, if we need more time. Right to continue a little bit longer into December. What we don't want to do is we don't want to shortchange it. Right. And we don't want to uh, force ourselves to go faster than really needs to go. But with that, because it is only roughly 15-ish weeks, clearly we're not going chapter by chapter. No. Don't expect us to go every verse. You are going to... Read it yourself. Yes, you're going to need to read it yourself. I would encourage you to read it over and over again. Yeah. Become familiar with yes. it. So that is what you can be doing in preparation. Yep. And even if you say, oh, I've read it before. I know the story. Yep, me too. And then I went, oh, whoa. <laughs> I've taught yes. this before. I've spent a whole um, spring and fall, I can't remember, teaching Exodus. And there's so much more. So much. So join us again. Yeah. Come back. Don't forget, we do have Erica's website. Mm-hmm. Erica Van Heitzma dot com ha it's ma if you yep. need help spelling that um that also links to her blogs did you just get the ha it's ma our sisters over here I've cracking up that oh, that's how rick taught brian 
My father-in-law s- taught yes. his my husband. Yes, how to spell their name. Ha, it's ma. That's how yes. Erica's Brian taught their oldest, Rena, to spell. Yes. So, um, ericavanheitsma.com. We also have our Facebook page. Yep. The Context and Color of the Bible. Yep. It's a public group. You can join in. As always, subscribe, like, like, subscribe. You know, if you want, grab a group of people. Yes. A group of friends and say, hey, let's do Exodus for the fall. Yes. And we can give you... We'll, you know, we can, here's a great commentary that yes. is so easy to read. Like it was super easy. It's not the only commentary, but it was super easy to read. Super interesting. Join us for our discussions and then get discussions going with your friends yes. in your group. Hey, what'd you think about this? What else can we learn? Mm-hmm. Use us as a starting a point. A starting point. Yes, a jumping off point. But thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jenna, for joining <laughs> us physically. She's always with us in spirit. Yes. (laughs) But we hope you have a great rest Rest of of the the day and summer. (laughs) Some of us going into maybe fall weather. Yes. But have a good day. Bye.